Hello everyone, this is the J. Rolden Podcast Show. We are live here from the south in the eastern United States. I hope you had a wonderful day. I don't know where you were. I don't know what part of the world you're looking at or coming from. But I want to say welcome. This is a place where we talk about poetry. I show you how I analyze them and how I connect with them. I share some stories and offer some advice. But I also give you some edifying words for the day to help build your spirit and prepare you for this coming week and for the weeks to come, perhaps. So, I want to say thank you to all of you that are new to this live. Once again, if you're new to this live, stick around. You're going to learn some really great things. You're going to learn about some really beautiful poems, and you're going to feel better about yourself. So, stick around. It's going to be fun. I do ask that you get some AirPods, some headphones. The experience is so much better. And find a place that is nice and comforting and place that you will find peace and, well solace and without distractions right and so if whatever challenge you're going through whatever the issue is i promise you one thing i'm gonna try to help build your spirit i'm gonna try to help make you remember just how wonderful you are all right all right Let's get ready to listen to some great poems tonight, guys. Before I begin, I want to say welcome to all of my regular followers. Thanks so much for being here. It's always fun. I'm always happy that y'all are here. And I'm honored. I'm honored that you guys continue to watch this show. And and I'm honored that you continue to, well, just send me your best regards and your wonderful comments and your wonderful words. I take that to heart, guys. I really do. So I want to just say thank you to all my regular followers It's so wonderful to have you, and I cannot wait to share some more, well, some more great poems with you all. All right? All right. Quick little tip here, by the way. Those of you who are new and also my regular followers, just listen to the words, okay? Just listen to my voice. Don't worry about the distractions. Don't worry about maybe there's some people on this live that are, you know, going through some rough rough patches, rough parts, rough stages in their life. And so perhaps they might say some things that are questionable and probably mean, but just listen to my voice, okay? Don't worry about them, okay? Don't worry about them. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I promise you, it's going to be all right. So just listen to my voice. That's all you need to do. Listen to my voice. And then we will, trust me, everything will be just fine, okay? All right. The first poem I want to share tonight is by the great Edgar Guest. Now, he was actually born in the United Kingdom, but he has American parents and later moved to the United States when he was young. But So he has dual citizenship. Now, a lot of his, shall we say, professional background is not in poetry, actually. It was more in journalism. And so sometimes when we find out the professions of some of these poets we don't really we tend to forget like like so a lot of these guys actually had some regular jobs right like regular jobs that you wouldn't think that they had right and so case in point i mean i don't know if you guys know who wallace stevens is but like the guy was actually like a politician (laughs) so you would think that like a lot of his poems are kind of like 
shall we say, very biased and, you know, shall we say, shallow in many sense of the word. But Wallace Stevens is a very, very great thinker. He's, a, he's actually a philosopher and decided to venture into poetry and did wrote some of the most amazing poems that has ever been written. He's certainly my favorite. Anyway, Edgar Guest is sort of in the same wavelength, but he's not a philosopher. He's more of like a moral, sort of high ground type of guy. And he writes a lot of poems that are inspirational. And so, once again, I do. <laughs> I just want to read a couple of his work. And I think you guys will like him. So, he is well known in the literature world. But to most of us that aren't in the literature world, we probably you probably never heard of Edgar Guest. So, I want to read this one to start out with. It's called... I'd rather be a failure. That's right. So that's the title. I'd rather be a failure. So let's see what he writes in this poem. And once again, if you're new to this live, I want to say welcome. Get those earpods, get those earphones, find a place that is that's that's without distraction, and get ready to listen to this great poem by Edgar Guest. Alright? Alright, and the deal is every time I take a sip of this nice tea of mine. You guys have to tap on that screen and press the like button and keep pressing it until I finish drinking my tea. All right, so we're going to start drinking my tea in three, two, one. First poem, I'd Rather Be a Failure by Edgar Guest. Ready? We're going to start in five, four, three. I'd rather be a failure than the man who's never tried. I'd rather seek the mountaintop and always stand aside. Oh, let me hold some lofty dream and make my desperate fight. And though I fail, I still shall know I tried to serve the right. The idlers line the ways of life and they are quick to sneer. And they not note the feeling failing strength of man and greet it with a jeer but there is something deep inside which scoffers fail to view they never see the glorious deed the failure tried to do some men there are who never leave the city's well-worn streets and they never know the dangers grim the bold adventurer meets they never seek a better way, nor serve a nobler plan. They never risk with failure to advance the cause of man. Oh, better tis to fail and fall in sorrow and despair than stand where all is safe and sure and never face a care. Yes, stamp me with 
failure's brand and let men sneer at me. For though I've failed, the Lord shall know the man I try to be. Isn't that a lovely poem? What a theme to have for your life. I know you've heard this theme before. I know you've heard this inspiration before, right? Better to try than not to try, right? Don't forget what Yoda said, remember in Star Wars? Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try, right? I would have done his voice, by the way, but it's a little too early. <laughs> but here's what I would like for you guys to remember. Actually, give me one second. I gotta... <laughs> I gotta, there's a little bit of noise in the background. I gotta take care of it real quick. One second. The perils of life. <laughs> Alright, y'all. So, what I was saying is... I'm sure you come across some challenge in your life where you had to make a decision. Do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I complete it? Do I not complete it? Should I face it? Should I not face it? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some situations where it's probably wise not to face certain challenges. Now, I don't want to get into those scenarios in this life. But I want to apply this concept with, with relationships. Okay, so once again, those of you who came late to this live, I just read a poem by Edgar Guest, and the title is I'd Rather Be a Failure. Now, even though the title is a little bit strange, Edgar Guest is actually saying that like he would rather like try to meet the challenge, and even if he fails, at least he can either sleep happy or at least die happy knowing that he tried, right? So this line that he says, Better tis to fail and fall in sorrow and despair than stand where all is safe and sure and never face a care. So what does that actually mean? When something that you are known for, right? Like, uh, let's just call it a, a place that you are familiar with, something that you know that it's not going to be risky. And if you are constantly dwelling in that place, that in that area that is familiar to you and you never ever 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 like want to shall we say try something different right like like you go out of your comfort zone then how is it that you're going to actually grow like how is it that you're actually going to learn new experiences you know what's interesting is that every new knowledge that you gain in your life right if you're if you actually think about all of the knowledge that you gained in your life it always starts with the strange right it's strange to you it's very strange to you how can you actually like understand or be motivated to comprehend something that is that's strange to you because you always familiar you always familiarize the unfamiliar right whenever you come across new knowledge it's so strange that you don't know how to think about it you don't know how to process it but that's why your mind likes to dwell in that see your mind likes to dwell in the strangeness your mind likes to dwell in the unfamiliar, right? 
you can either call it the fall of man or just the nature of the design that we have to want to pursue knowledge and always want to attain and gain things that are shall we say new to us right do you see how this is now sort of being applied in many areas of their life especially when it comes to relationships right one of the beauties of the relationship between men and women is that we are not the same <laughs> you know what i mean like there's nothing wrong with understanding and acknowledging that men and women aren't the same right like that's the whole point of having a relationship is so that you can actually like pursue and understand and and try to learn from each other constantly and who knows forever for the rest of your life right like that's the beauty of having these differences because then you can know what areas you lack in and therefore your companion can help you in that area right in the same way that a man can offer help in many ways that you know that women typically like would rather not do then men would are okay with doing it and it's the same with men we have things that we don't like doing and so therefore we allow our women to basically take care, take care of that right so it's those differences that make things relationships fun right so anyway coming back to a quick little story about this poem here so let me do this actually since there's so many other people now that just tune into this live i'm gonna read this poem one more time and then i'm gonna offer a short little story about how i applied this all right so listen to this real quick i'm gonna read this poem one last time here we go i'd rather be a failure than the man who's never tried. I'd rather seek the mountaintop than always stand aside. Oh, I'd let me hold some lofty dream and make my desperate fight. And though I fail, I still shall know I tried to serve the right. The idlers line the ways of life And they are quick to sneer They note the failing strength of man And greet it with a jeer But there's something deep inside Which scoffers fail to view And they never see the glorious deed the failure try to do and some men there are who never leave the city's well-worn streets and they never know the dangers grim the bold adventurer meets and they never seek a better way nor serve a nobler plan never risk with failure to dance the cause of man and they never better tis to fail and fall in 
sorrow and despair. Then stand where all is safe and sure and never face a care. Yes, stamp me with the failure's brand and let men sneer at me. For though I failed, the Lord shall know the man I tried to be. Alright, so the message here is pretty clear, guys. It's good to have a comfort zone. It's good to have a place where you feel safe. It's good to have a place where you can find refuge. But it's also good to go out of that comfort zone. It's also good to try something different. It's also good to experience something that you normally or were afraid to experience. The name of the poem is called I'd Rather Be a Failure by Edgar Guest. So, I want you to think about how can you apply that with relationships. I don't know what stage of life you're in, okay? I don't know if you're a parent. I don't know if you're single. I don't know if you have some type of estrangement, something going on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I want you to try to think about how you can apply this poem into your life, especially into your relationships. You know what's crazy? We never, ever want to forgive anyone that has hurt us. Truly, right? And I'm talking about like the innate natural instincts that men and women have. I mean, think about it. It's illogical to forgive someone that has hurt you. Right? Like, like that's that makes so much logical sense. Why would you want to forgive somebody that hurt you? That's irrational in many ways. That's abstract. There's something wrong with you if you think you will, if you could ever do that. But you see, that's the more, all the more reason why you should forgive somebody that has hurt you. You wouldn't think that that's something that you could ever do. And in many ways, you probably couldn't. But I guarantee you, when somebody forgives you for something that you did, Maybe you didn't do it on purpose, but rest assured, you probably hurt somebody in your life at some point. Okay? We're not all innocent here. Nobody is innocent. Okay? You might be nice, but even nice people have their moments of cruelty. But the moment that you're given forgiveness, that you're shown mercy, that you're shown grace, that you're shown forgiveness from that other person. It's so moving and it's so mind-blowing that you want to reciprocate that. Why? Because how can you ever make sense of the person that actually 
forgave you for what you did. Many of us have trained ourselves to think that I don't deserve it. Alright? Think about it. Like, you don't deserve forgiveness. In many ways, that's true. You don't. We don't. <laughs> but that's why it's even more incredible because it's given to you anyways. It's given to you regardless of what you think. It's given. It's shown to you despite your experiences. Despite your rationality. And so, the best way the best way to show love and kindness to someone is to give it to the people that don't deserve it. And it is a very hard lesson to learn. And it's going to be the most challenging decision you'll ever do. And many of us won't even do it until the very end of our life. And when you are on your deathbed and you think back to that moment where you could have shown mer grace and mercy to somebody, and you chose not to? Believe me when I say this, it's gonna... It's gonna hurt you. And you're gonna... Regret it. Absolutely regret it. So, at least try forgiving somebody. And if it's not successful, where that other person resists it, right? They don't want your forgiveness? Well, in many ways, it's a good failure. Right? I'd rather be failing in that than not ever trying to offer peace to that person. And that's really how I approach a lot of relationships, actually. <laughs> I really don't take it personal when somebody, like, doesn't want to see me again. I don't, you know? And I don't ask for any reasons or explanation. If they don't want to see me, it's okay. Alright, no problem whatsoever. It, it's totally fine. But if you would have asked me, if, you, if I would have, if somebody would have done that, like, five years ago or ten years ago, forget it. I would definitely take it personal. <laughs> Anyway, think about that poem, alright? So that poem, once again, is titled, I'd Rather Be a Failure, by Edgar Guest. It's beautiful, no? It's fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. Alright. All right, I'm going to read a poem that I read yesterday that one of my followers requested. And I thought this poem was so fantastic that I thought it's I should read this one again because now that there's so many of you follow, that are watching this right now, I think you definitely can apply this poem to your life. All right? All right. This is titled Breathe by Becky Hemsley. It's a, it's an incredible poem. Please don't go anywhere. Listen to this for the next few minutes. You will not regret it, okay? Let me pick a different track real quick, and then we'll get started with this one. Once again, this is titled Breathe by Becky Hemsley. Breathe. 
she sat at the back and they said she was shy. She led from the front and they hated her pride. And they asked her advice and then questioned her guidance. And they branded her loud, then were shocked by her silence. When she shared no ambition, they said it was sad. So she told them her dreams, and they said she was mad. They told her they'd listen, then covered their ears and gave her a hug while they laughed at her fears. And she listened to all of it thinking she should be the girl they told her to be, best as she could. But one day she asked what was best for herself, instead of trying to please everyone. So she walked to the forest and stood with the trees, and she heard the wind whisper and dance with the leaves, and she spoke to the willow and the elm and the pine, and she told them what she'd been told time after time. She told them she felt she was never enough, she was either too little or far, far too much, too loud or too quiet, too fierce, or too weak, too wise, or too foolish, too bold, or too meek. she found a small clearing surrounded by firs, and she stopped, and she heard what the trees said to her, and she sat there for hours, not wanting to leave. For the forest said nothing. Just let her breathe. Ladies, tell me that spoke to you. And if there's any dudes in this life, guys, tell me that spoke to you too. are some really wonderful people that are in your circle of friends okay really wonderful people in your circle of friends a special a friend a special friend is such a great thing to have <laughs> thanks Nusheen. thank you so much a special friend is such a wonderful thing to have in your life 
And I love my dear friends, by the way. Okay? However, sometimes, sometimes, you just don't want to have any advice from anyone, even your special friends. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some friends that are so awesome that all they do is listen. And that's really the best kind of friend you can have. The ones that just truly listen. And they'll say nothing until you ask them to say something. Right? When you specifically ask them for advice, then they'll open their mouth and share those. But they're not going to do it because they just want to listen to you. Now, sometimes you will have a friend that will want to just like give you all kinds of advice, right? All kinds of advice. And don't get me wrong, like, it's nice to have those friends and I appreciate them very much. But sometimes you just don't want any advice. You just want to speak your mind and maybe even not that. It's like, I just want to be alone. <laughs> right? Because this world is filled with so much information. Sometimes I just like want to not have any information given to me. All I want is some peace and quiet, which is why some of us will go to the forest and just sit there and just hike through it or just walk or just do nothing. Because at least the trees won't say anything back to you. They'll just let you breathe. Right? You know, being a single guy, I get so much advice from my closest friends. And my brothers, I consider to be my closest friends. Like, even closer than my closest friends. And I love them all. But sometimes, one of my brothers thinks he knows he has the answers to everything. He continues to share books with me, with me about like, you know, how to be attractive in your singleness and how to like pursue relationships in your singleness and things like that, right? And it's awesome. Like, I read some of these books. Great, great advice. Really nice. Really wonderful. But sometimes, as much as I love my brother, I just don't want to. I don't really want your advice anymore, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes I don't want your advice. Because I just want some peace and quiet. And I just want to like not think about that stuff. I realize I'm single. I understand. But that doesn't mean that like I'm alone or lonely. I like my life as it is. You know? It's nice to have people that are like watching over you and care for you and like, you know, they don't want you to feel alone. I understand that. That's great. I love that. I love that you think about me like that. And I'm appreciative. But I'm not worried about it. And 
if I'm not worried about it, then you shouldn't be worried about it. And therefore, I don't want any type of advice. I just want to go to the trees. I just want to like sit there. I want. I just want to like take a nap out there. I'm gonna take a hammock and just sleep out there for just a little bit, you know? Because nature won't say anything back. It's just nature. In many ways, nature doesn't really care. <laughs> okay? I know there's some of you who, you know, have some interesting relationships with nature, but in many ways, like, nature doesn't really care. It's going to continue to be what it is, right? Which is nature, right? It's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to react to the sun's rays. It's going to continue to, you know, nurture itself from any precipitation, right? It's going to continue to do its, its own circle of life. So in many ways, it doesn't really care what we do. Right? It doesn't really care what human beings do. It's going to continue to be itself. So, in many ways, that's kind of like what a friend should be in, in some sense. right? I mean, with the exception that a friend, you know, a good friend will always care for you. But they'll care for you so much that they'll actually just want to listen to you. And they won't say anything until you specifically ask for them to say something, right? <laughs> anyway, I hope that made sense. Such a beautiful, beautiful poem. I love that poem. Becky Hemsley is a British poet and she grew up in Leicester. And if you've never been to Leicester, it's it's a smaller city and it's very very pretty at least some parts of it <laughs> the ones that are not industrialized <laughs> but it's a really really pretty town I think and well I'm happy that she wrote this poem I'm definitely gonna do a video of this one here pretty soon, okay? So like in the next few days, be on the lookout for a video for this particular poem. I'm I'm still gathering some some film, some B-roll. So hopefully I can crank one out maybe tomorrow or Thursday. So we'll see. Oh, by the way, those of you who are new to this live, I do have a Spotify account and I want to encourage you to follow me in there. And I also would love for your subscription as well as well, whatever you can offer. I have about four that are current subscribers, and I don't know if, hey, is Becky here? I don't know if Becky's here, or or uh, Brenda and Vicky. I don't know if y'all are in here, but I just want to say a special thank you to you, because I can't tell you how much your subscription is really just helping me in making better content and, you know, buying better equipment and things like that. So I promise you I will be cranking out some special edition podcasts just for my Spotify followers and i hope you guys enjoy those and anyway i just want to encourage the rest of you to follow along i do have a goal where so right now i have some ads playing on there on my spotify account and i'm hoping that if i can get 10 more subscribers then i can do away with those ads for a foreseeable future right so once again if i can get 10 more subscribers to my spotify account i'll get rid of those ads and it'll be nice and smooth sailing from that on and and that would be good, right? So anyway, just a little plug for my Spotify account. 
if you have Spotify or if you don't have Spotify, download it and search for Jay Rolden Speaks and you'll see a picture of my face and you can, the rest is history. All right. If you want to learn how to support me, there's a link that is on the bottom of my profile picture and you just click on it and it'll give you some instructions on how to do that. So it's pretty easy, honestly. But anyway, all right, let's get to it. It's really up to you. Whatever the, the subscription, there's no like minimum price. So it's whatever it is that you, whatever you can offer. So it's really not a big deal. Anyway, shall we continue? All right, let's continue. I got some good ones here from Pablo Neruda. And by the way, how many Spanish speakers are we in here? ¿Dónde está mi comunidad latinoamericana? ¿Están aquí? Digan sí, por favor. If I have some Spanish speakers here, I'm going to read some poems in Spanish and then followed by the English translation. And you guys won't regret this, okay? These are some really good Neruda poems, love poems, and I think you guys will like these. All right? Okay. Let me skip to another... All right, so this one's called The Prodigy by Pablo Neruda. Yo te escogí entre, entre todas las, las mujeres para que repitieras Sobre la tierra mi corazón que baila con espigas o lucha sin cuartel cuando hace falta y yo te pregunto ¿Dónde está mi hijo? No me esperaba entre ti reconociéndome y diciéndome Llámame para salir sobre la tierra y continuar tus luchas y tus cantos. Devuélveme a mi hijo. Lo has olvidado en las puertas del placer, oh pródiga enemiga. Has olvidado que veniste a esta cita, la más profunda, aquella en, los, en que los dos unidos seguiremos hablando por su boca, amor mío. Ay, todo aquello que no alcanzamos a decirnos, Cuando yo te levanto en una ola de fuego y sangre y se duplica la vida entre nosotros, acuérdate que alguien nos llama como nadie jamás nos ha llamado. <ríe> oh, man. Oye, primita, prim, prima, prima, te, digo, te pido un favor, ¿ok? No, no digáis al, al resto eh, el apellido, ¿ya? Porque aquí me llamo J. Roland para que, se, para que sepa, ¿ya? Anyway, special shout out to my cousin. She's cool. I, I love her. She's a really cool girl. And uh, 
special shout out to you cousin <laughs> oh man i feel a little self-conscious here <laughs> all right all right right here comes the english translation you guys ready all right let's do this again choose you among all women so that you would repeat on earth my heart that dances with tassels or fights without quarter when necessary and I ask you where is my son wasn't I expecting myself in you recognizing myself and saying to myself call me to come upon the earth to continue your fights and your songs. Give me back my son. Have you forgotten him in the doors of pleasure? O oh, enemy waster, have you forgotten that you came to this triest, the deepest one, that one in which we two united will go unsaying through his mouth, my love? everything that we did not manage to tell each other when I lift you up in a wave of fire and blood and life doubles between us remember that someone calls to us as no one has ever called to us and that we do not answer and we are left lonely and cowardly before the life that we deny waster. Open the doors, and in your heart let the blind knot loosen and fly with your blood and mine through the world. Pretty cool, no? I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep rolling with these poems here, and I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna read one called "The Well." Okay, so once again, I'm gonna read in Spanish, and then we'll do the English translation right after. You guys ready? This one's actually a little bit better. So the other one is a little bit uh, sad, but but not really. Anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna analyze it for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna read "The Well," and here we go. You ready? Okay. There we go. I'm gonna wait till this next track. A veces te hundes, caes en tu agujero de, de silencio, en tu abismo de cólera orgullosa, y apenas puedes volver, aún con girones de lo que hallaste en la prof profundidad de tu existencia. Amor mío, 
encuentras en tu pozo cerrado? ¿Algas, ciénagas, rocas? ¿Qué ves con ojos ciegos? ¿Rencorosa y herida? Mi vida no hallarás en el pozo en que caes lo que yo guardo para ti en la altura. Un ramo de jazmines con rocío, un beso más profundo que tu abismo. No me temes y no caigas en tu rencor de nuevo. Sacude la palabra mía que vino a herirte y déjala que vuele para por la ventana abierta. Ella volverá a herirme sin que tú lo dirijas. Puesto que fue cargada con un instante duro y ese instante será desa desarmada. comes the English translation, okay? At times, you sink and you fall into your hole of silence. into your abyss of proud anger and you can scarcely return still bearing remnants of what you found in the depth of your existence my love what do you find in your closed well Seaweed, swamps, rocks? What do you see with blind eyes, bitter and wounded? Darling, you will not find in the well into which you fall what I kept for you on the heights. A bouquet of dewy jasmines, a kiss deeper than your abyss. And do not fear me. Do not fall into your rancor again. Shake off my word that came to wound you. And let it fly through the open window. It will return to wound me without your guiding it. since it was laden with a harsh instant. And that instant will be disarmed in my breast. All right, listen to this. 
those of us that are in relationships currently, okay? Sometimes you go through a season where you just don't really want to share what's going through you. So, you remember in the Becky Hemsley poem that I just read just a few minutes ago? Sometimes you need that alone time to like not have so much advice being told to tell you what to do. But when it comes to your significant other, right? Like your companion. I'm talking about like your true companion here. That rule needs to be scarcely applied. That little practice of going into the woods by yourself needs to be scarcely and pivotably, pivotably applied. You need to be careful to do that with them. Because, speaking from a man's perspective, we want to be there for our lady doesn't mean that we'll, we know what exactly what to do. We just want to listen. We just want to be there. Because whatever issue you're going through, what you're doing is you're becoming this this well, right? You're digging a well. And the more you resist a man's comfort, right? Your companion's comfort. Then the more you are going to fall into this well. And you're not going to get out. You're not going to figure out how to get out. And then you're going to be scratching your head wondering why our man, right? Why your man doesn't want to doesn't wanna help you. Because you don't want to be helped. You fell into this well, and now you're trying to come pick yourself out of it. You see, in this poem by Pablo Neruda, that's the metaphorical sim- similar like simulation, right? Like that's that's the idea here, right? Even when he says, look, he says this. Darling, you will not find in the well into which you fall what I kept for you on the heights. What I kept for you on the heights. What did he keep for you on the heights? He kept peace, compassion, security. This is how he's supporting you. That's what he kept in the heights for you. But you decided to seclude yourself for whatever reason and dig yourself a well. Because for some reason you would find comfort in that solace of falling into it and then realizing I made a mistake. I shut my man out. Now, don't get me wrong. Guys do this as well, okay? Men do this a lot, actually. But make no mistake, ladies. 
we desire you. We really do, okay? And I'm talking about like our significant other, right? Like I'm, I'm talking about that one special lady in our life. We desire you. We want you to be next to us. We want you to cling to us. We want you to grab our arms when we go out for a walk for no reason. No reason other than just to grab into our arm, grab our arms. Like right, like put your arm through our arm. We absolutely friggin' love that. Okay? Like we absolutely love that. I can't tell you how much of a man that makes me us feel. We feel so empowered when you put your arm around our arm for no reason. I don't need to know why. Because I don't care. You know why? Because you decided to do that for me. To me. You see, that's what you kept in the heights for us. And I'll be damned to think that I will never take advantage and appreciate that gesture that you made for me. Whatever expression of love you had for me, I want you to know that I've always and will always cherish that. It's an imprint into my mind that will never, ever go away. It's a lasting memory that I can't even explain to you how amazing that feels. See, and this is why in my last live yesterday and the day before, I was urging all of us to do your best to retain those good memories of your your past loves, right? Like your, your past companions. Whatever happened, it doesn't matter. There are some good instances that happened. Because most, more than likely, those good instances that happened that you willfully choose to keep says something about you. Just how genuine you are. Just how precious you are. Just how amazing you are. You see, I may be divorced, but I have fond memories of my son's mom. I've been told countless times by so many people, particularly women, saying that, oh, you still love her. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I have good memories because I choose to keep those good memories because that says something about me, the way I treated her, the way I conducted myself with her. And I want my son to do the same thing because he will know how to approach a relationship. He will know how to approach a woman. He will know how to dwell in the joy and not in the sadness. So, 
don't make a well for yourself, y'all. Okay? Like, stop making these wells. And acknowledge the companion that you're with. And let them know just how appreciative you are that they're there. They may not solve the problem for you. And in many ways, that's not for me to do. <laughs> you need to figure out what's going on with yourself. But until then, here are some things I can offer you. I can offer you love. I can offer you peace. I can offer you security. Now, if you want me to give you advice, if you want me to give you some ideas, then you just have to ask. And I'll be happy to offer that to you. Right? Speak. We're not telepaths here. Okay? A woman's mind is like so vast. It's absolutely like the final frontier for all men. We're never going to figure it out. And it doesn't... It, I, in many ways, I don't really want to figure it out, honestly. Because that's why it makes it fun. I want, <laughs> I want to know all of the ins and outs and the swirling and the just the chaotic movements. And, you know, you y'all are basically like Jackson Pollock paintings. Which, by the way, I love. Okay, I want to emphasize, I love Jackson Pollock paintings. And those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. So you can see what a Jackson Pollock painting is. And that's exactly what a woman is. It's complicated. But it's also irresistible. It's chaotic. But there is some order in there. It's varied. But it's also... can be specific. It's diverse, but it's also unifying. Ladies, let me offer you one little perspective here. And I actually talked about this with a friend of mine. You are welcome to ask a man that you're interested in. You are welcome to ask why we find you interesting. You don't have to, and I know many of you don't. But the best way to explain it, okay? The best way to explain it, one of the reasons why I love Jackson Pollock paintings, okay? I would say this is probably the number one reason why I like Jackson Pollock paintings. It's because out of the hundreds and thousands of lines that are crossing each other in his paintings, okay? Like, once again, if you don't, if those of you who don't know who Jackson Pollock is, just Google his name, look at his painting, and you'll know exactly, you'll never forget it, okay? But the number one reason for me why I love a Jackson Pollock painting, because for me, it is the epitome of how I describe why I like a certain woman. Out of all of the thousands of lines that are in his paintings, okay? All of the crazy ins and outs, right? All the circular motions, the jagged edges, the straight lines, the rough lines, the 
unclear lines, the unfinished lines, and the completed lines. All of those lines, all different variations, all different colors. There is one that I always fall back to. There is one that captivates my eye. There is one line that I cannot unsee. I cannot explain to you why that one. I just do. I just like that one line. Sure, I can describe it because of all of its movements, its motions, its color perhaps. Those are all descriptions. But that's not really the reason why you like it. And so I always fall back to that outcome. I always fall back to that result. And it's... I just do. I like that line because I just do. I don't need to know its history. I don't need to know its... Background, ethnicity, whatever. I don't need to know any of that stuff. I just like that one. That one speaks to me. That one moves me. That one intrigues me. That one is my definition of beauty. That one is who I want to get to know, spend time with. I just do. Anyway. This is the J. Rolden Podcast Show. I hope that you are enjoying yourself. This is episode 52, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Maybe you're listening to this at night. Maybe you're listening to this in the day. Whatever walk of life you're in. You are certainly welcome to be here and be part of this wonderful growing channel and followers. There's a beautiful community that's forming here and I am so happy that you all are here and wanting to learn about poems. And I am constantly thinking about what more content I can produce and what more poems I can read. And once again, this is a place, this is a channel where there is nothing but edifying content, wholesome content for building your spirit and building your day so whatever walk of life you're in whatever challenges you're facing this is a place for you to find some type of peace in your life and to be uplifted and edified in your heart so thank you so much for being here and i absolutely appreciate all of my supporters here and this is such a a wonderful night. I'm going to read a couple more poems here and I'm going to call it a night, but I just wanted to give a quick, 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 quick shout out to all of my supporters, especially on Spotify. I absolutely love your support and thank you so much for it. Very generous. Some of you that have been doing that for a while and I will continue to upload some more good content. All right. So thanks for being here and 
also another shout out to my family and my my cousin i don't know if she's still listening but thanks for being here it's uh, always good to have family here so it's nice by the way el, el tío no sé si sabe que estoy sin eso esto pero bueno no me importa porque bueno no me importa con mucho respeto porque yo sé que esto es un contenido muy muy sano así que dile al tío nomás <laughs> Alright. You guys ready for this one? This one's called The Dream. Now, just FYI. It's gonna sound a little negative at the beginning, but trust me, it's getting it get better by the end. All right. So, same deal. I'm gonna read it in Spanish first, and then I'm gonna read it in English. So this is called El Sueño. Aquí vamos. Pisaba un barro oscuro que temblaba y hundiéndome y saliendo. Decidí que salieras de mí, que me pesabas como piedra cortante y elaboré tu pérdida paso a paso. Cortarte las raíces, soltarte sola al viento. Hay en ese minuto, corazón mío, un sueño con sus alas terribles te cubrí, te cubría. Te sentías tragada por el barro y me llamabas y yo no acudía. Te ibas inmóvil, sin defenderte, hasta ahogarte en la boca de arena. Y después, mi decisión se encontró con tu sueño. Y desde la raptura, que nos quebraba el alma, Surgimos limpios otra vez, desnudos, amándonos, sin sueño, sin arena, completos y radiantes, sellados por el fuego. Be prepared to melt, ladies and gentlemen. This is called The Dream by Pablo Neruda.
walking on the sands. I decided to leave you. I was treading a dark clay that trembled, and I, sinking and coming out, decided that you should come out of me. That you were weighing me down like a cutting stone, and I worked out your loss step by step. To cut off your roots and to release you alone into the wind. Ah, in that minute, my dear, a dream with its terrible wings was covering you. You felt yourself swallowed by the clay, and you called to me, and I did not come. You were going motionless, without defending yourself, until you were smothered in the quicksand. Afterwards, my decision encountered your dream, and from the rapture that was breaking, that was breaking our hearts. We came forth clean again, naked, and loving each other, without a dream, without sand, complete and radiant, and sealed by fire. I don't think you know what's happening here in this poem. I don't think you appreciate the importance and the magnificence of sticking to each other as a couple through the difficulties, through the times that challenge you, through the times that you think there is absolutely no way. That this relationship can be reconciled, no way. When you endure those seasons with your significant other, yes, it's gonna seem like a pain that will, that's so excruciating you cannot believe that this is happening right now. But if you resist it and you try your hardest to put away your own Ego. I promise you, both of you will be refined, and your hearts will be renewed for one another, and it will be stronger than ever before, and you will be sealed. By fire, just like clay, when it's being formed and molded, and just twisted and turned and dented and given all kinds of bruises and bents and 
incompleteness. When you put those two pieces of clay together and you make it go through fire, those two pieces will be consolidated and will become one forever. And you're going to be thinking back one day and, and thinking, wow, you and I did that. You and I went through some of the crappiest things we've ever, ever could have experienced in our lives. I love you for sticking with me. And I'm in love with you. Because you decided to stick with me too. You see, applying it to the Jackson Pollock painting from the, uh, from the previous poem, you see, when you find that one line that you are attracted to, right? And, and you don't have any explanation, you just do, right? That's the one line that you need to fight for, man. You, that's the one line that you need to strive for. That's the one line you are willing to go through fire so that you can become one with that one line and you can be, become part of that canvas, that painting. And that is true completeness. And you will radiate and you will be absolutely sealed by fire. If people could put that idea in their minds and implant it from their hearts, can you imagine how many relationships could have been saved? We got so used to living in a culture of temporality and superficiality and sensationalism and all about you-ism, right? Egocentrism. We gave in to those lies and truly thought, hey, I need to do me. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Stop listening to those guys. Stop listening to those people. Stop listening to the music. Stop listening to that. Watching those films, stories, whatever. Stop listening to those and fill your mind with better content that strives for an ultimate truth of what compassion means compassion isn't just about passion you are adding to passion that's why it's called compassion you are adding it to passion you're adding more passion to it And it's so abundant that you become compassionate, that it becomes carnal, and therefore you can offer it to someone else and be compassionate to someone else, which is part of delivering forgiveness. Do you understand now? Do you understand why that is so crucial, crucial for 
couples to implement and instill in our hearts. This is not a dream anymore. See, in this poem by Pablo Neruda, which is called The Dream, those of you who missed it, okay, I just read a poem called The Dream by Pablo Neruda. See, he even says, loving each other, okay, obviously you can't read it here, but it says, loving each other without dream. Let me read that again. Loving each other without dream, without sand, with complete and radiant, sealed by fire. This is the reality. This is the true nature of loving one another. It's not always rainbows and sunshine, as we say here in the States. Relationships, true loving relationships, go through the scariest and the hardest of times. And if you resist the lies that people are telling you to you do you <laughs> if you resist all of those lies I promise you you will be sealed by fire and you will become one forever and ever and that is the legacy and the true testament of love it's not a dream you to know one thing you know how this is if I look at you at the crystal moon at the red branch of the slow autumn at my window if I touch near the fire the impalpable ash or the wrinkled body of the log everything carries me to you As if everything that exists, aromas, light, metals, were little boats that sail toward those isles of yours that wait for me. Well, now, if little by little you stop loving me, I shall stop loving you, little by little. If suddenly you forget me, do not look for me, for I shall have already forgotten you and if you think it long and mad the wind of banners that passes through my life and you decide to leave me at the shore of the heart where my roots remember that on that day at that hour I shall lift my arms and my roots will set off to seek another land. But if each day, each hour, you feel that you are destined for me with implacable sweetness, 
If each day a flower climbs up to your lips to seek me, ah, my love, ah, my own, in me all that fire is repeated, in me nothing is extinguished or forgotten. My love feeds on your love, beloved, and as long as you live, it will be in your arms, without leaving mine. That's it. That's it. Without leaving mine. All you gotta do is show me your tenderness, show me your fight for me, show me how you need me. And all that fire that I had for you once will be reignited because you are that one line in that Jackson Pollock painting. You are that one person that I want to strive through every season of darkness and challenge and the bruises and the bents and the heartaches and the loneliness and the sorrows. I want to be molded. I want to be sealed. I want to be united and I want to be one in the flesh that no one will be able to know the difference. You are the honey in my tea, and when it is mixed, I can never tell what is which. Where is, where is it? I will fight for you if you fight for me. I will protect you if you want to be protected by me. I will guide you if you want to be guided by me. I will lead you if you want to be led by me. I will support you if you want to be supported by me. I will save and reserve words for you if you want to be loved by me. This is the Jay Rolden Podcast Show. Thank you so much for being here. This is episode 52, and I am so happy that you have a chance to listen in into this content. This is a great night of purity. This is a great night of passion. This is a great night of love and tenderness and forgiveness and oneness and striving for peace and unity between a man and a woman. And 
I am just absolutely thrilled that you are listening to this and wanting this in your life. Think about how you can apply this. Think about what this means to you. Think about all of the endearing thoughts you've had from previous relationships, all of the positive words, ideas, and acts and experiences you've had and bring them in back into your heart and the next time you read a poem or a story with beautiful beautiful narrative it will only build you and strengthen you and remind you of just how wonderful and fearfully we may we are made by an incredible loving and magnificent creator your life will never be the same ever you will never feel lonely <laughs> never suffer merely wait those tangled hours filled with serpents when my heart stopped and I stifled you would come along you would come naked and scratched bleeding you would reach my bed, my bride, and then all night we walked sleeping, and then we woke up. You were intact and new, as if the dark wind of dreams had newly given fire to your tresses, and in wheat and silver had submerged your body and left it dazzling. I did not suffer, my love. I was only waiting for you. You had to change heart and vision. After having touched the deep sea zone that my breast gave to you, you had to leave the water, pure as a drop raised by a night wave. My bride, you had to die and be born, and I was waiting for you. I did not suffer looking for you. I knew that you would come, a new woman with what I adore, out of the one that I did not adore, 
with your eyes, your hands, and your mouth, but with another heart, who was beside me at dawn, as if she had always been there, to go on with me. This is the last one for the evening, guys. This is titled Lovely One by Pablo Neruda. Ready? Lovely One. Just as on the cool stone of the spring, the water opens a white flash of foam. And so is the smile of your face, lovely one. And lovely one, with delicate hands and slender feet, like a silver pony walking flower of the world, thus I see you, lovely one. Lovely one, with a nest of copper entangled on your head, a nest the color of dark honey where my heart burns and rests. Lovely one, lovely one, your eyes are too big for your face, and your eyes are too big for the earth. There are countries, there are rivers in your eyes, and my country is in your eyes. I walk through them, they light the world through which I walk, lovely one. Lovely one, your breasts are like two loaves made of grainy earth and golden moon, lovely one. Lovely one, your waist my arm shaped it like a river when it flowed a thousand years through your sweet body, lovely one. And lovely one. There is nothing like your hips. Perhaps earth has in some hidden place the curve and the fragrance of your body. And perhaps in some place, lovely one, and lovely one, my lovely one, and your voice, your skin, and your name. 
my lovely one. Your being, your light, your shadow. Lovely one, all that is mine, lovely one, all that is mine, my dear. When you walk or rest, when you sing or sleep, when you suffer or dream, always, when you are near or far, always, you are mine, my lovely one, always. claimed you once, I sought the sea in your eyes, and I found adventure, I looked to the skies, and you were my thirst quencher. And I told the words of my life to you. My promises and my variant forms love breaths were offered only to you. I claimed you once, and you needed my time needed my affirmations and needed my being. I claimed you once. And you were mine. There is 
no one in my heart. And I claimed you once. You claimed me. I belong to no one except for you. someone else but I was the only one of my kind alright ladies and gentlemen Thank you so much for being here. This is the Jay Rothman Podcast. This is episode 52. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope that it's been uplifting and I hope that you have been entertained, right? I noticed that I didn't bring out any accents tonight. That's interesting, right? Anyway, hopefully hopefully the accents will come back some other time this week. I hope you have a wonderful rest. Para todos mis amigos y comunidad Latino, gracias por estar aquí. Espero que disfrutaron las poemas que leí en castellano. Y bueno, espero que lo pasen súper bien mañana. Y que Dios les bendiga. Que un gran abrazo para ustedes. Un gran abrazo para su familia. Y si Dios quiere, nos vemos en un, uno de estos, estas noches, ¿cierto? Muchas gracias por su, su sintonía. Y bueno, quiero recomendar mi, mi plataforma en Spotify. Así que por favor, si quieren seguirme ahí y soportarme ahí, apoyarme ahí, perdón. Entonces, bueno, estaría muy agradecido por, por su apoyo. Muchas gracias por todos y espero que lo disfrutaron y tengan un buen semana y que descansen y que duermen con los angelitos, como se dice en algunas partes de Latinoamérica. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your words. Thank you for so much for your comments and your loving, loving kindness and all of you that gave gifts. And once again, I am so sorry that I didn't keep track of everybody that gave me gifts. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Nushin and everybody else. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all of that. And I can't say enough about just how, well, humbled I feel. So anyway. Be on the lookout for this episode on my Spotify com- account tomorrow, and like I said, I'm gonna be trying to I'm gonna try to crank out a couple of videos this week related to some of the poems that I've read, and I hope you guys enjoy them. And don't forget to follow me if you don't already. <laughs> anyway, I'm tired. I gotta go. Thank you so much. Buenas noches, and we'll see you guys soon. <laughs>